Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. Ray Dalio sent me an email and when Ray Dalio sends an email that something is important and that something will affect our finances, economies and our financial lives over the next decades, then I like to stop and read. In this video, I will summarize his new mail, his new report on the next step in monetary policies. He calls it monetary policy free when there will be a combination of fiscal policy and monetary policy that will collaborate together to improve the economies, to help the economies, to help ease the debt burdens that we have and how will that impact our financial lives and especially our investments. I'll try to focus on the investments. But let's first see what Delio has to say. So this is the email. He says the next type of monetary policies, what I call monetary policy free, these shifts will have a big effects on the economy and markets. I like to interact with you directly because a lot of media distorts what I and most others think. So let's see what Ray Dalio thinks and let's try not to distort it. So just explain what he is doing. The source is Ray Dalio monetary policy free article. I have it on economic principles and on LinkedIn. The goal of every monetary policy is to keep the inflation rate stable to the economy at its full potential growing as it can in relation to productivity. And it's to try to ease out the huge imbalances that might happen in different financial markets. And monetary policy usually when the short term cycle hits the high levels, then they would lower interest rates to when before a recession, they would lower interest rates to help the economy and then ease or balance out the cycle. However, over the last 35 years, interest rates have hit rock bottom. So you can't lower interest rates much more than zero. You can, but okay, that's a little bit science fiction. Secondly, 2009, they hit interest rates rock bottom, so it wasn't enough. What was the next step? Monetary policy two with quantitative easing. When the central bank started to print money and increase their balance sheets and that printed money put it into the economy by buying government bonds and stocks and corporate bonds in Europe and Japan. So they helped but they didn't help equally and with them buying financial assets, the value of financial assets, the value of real estate exploded. So it really helped the rich and those who own stocks, but it didn't help all the population equally. So let's say it worked, but up till a level and economy is good. Everything is good. Now unemployment is good, but the poor aren't richer. So there are some limits to quantitative easing too and simply buying financial assets. And he expects that in the next crisis, as we are in the late part of the long-term cycle and in the late part of the short-term cycle, especially the long-term cycle is what worries him, is that we will have monetary policy free, which is something that has happened in the past where simply the Fed prints the money, it gives it directly to the government or directly to the places where it has to go. And this 
report from Ray Dalio discusses a little bit and gives us an indication of what can happen. He isn't advocating anything, but it gives us, okay, this will probably be the next step in monetary easing. And then I'll try to attach a investment scenario to that. Let's dig deeper. So just a summary of monetary policy one and two, interest rates can be lowered, quantitative easing doesn't target the right points, there will be con coordination of fiscal and monetary policy, this is already monetary policy three, interest rate cuts will be less effective in the future, you can't lower interest rates, quantitative easing helps the stock market, the money doesn't go to build schools, infrastructure, research or development, normal fiscal policy takes a long time to work. How monetary policy free is different? MP3 creates or allocates capital in investments with high return on investment, but those are underfunded. Nobody's investing in education, infrastructure, or R&D. As central banks monetize the debt, spending is laser focused, inflation might stay low, and the big risk is now we'll have politicians that make the decisions on where to use the money. How does monetary policy look like? Well, there are different flavors of monetary policies. The definition is simple. Monetary policy free comprises monetary policies that are more directed at spenders than at investors or savers. That groups that monetary policy one and monetary policy two principally target. In other words, there are policies that provide printed money to spenders with incentives for them to spend it. If we look at this beautiful chart from Ray Dalio, we have most direct investments, so let to the public sector, central bank provides printed money directly to government. Or to the private sector, central bank provides printed cash directly to households to incentivize their spending, so-called helicopter money. Both direct debt, jubilee, big debts written off, whether you have a mortgage on a house, like in Iceland has happened recently, or for governments, it is possible, currency devaluation, things like that. So a lot of things can happen. Then not so direct central bank can provide very strong economic incentives for banks to lend or uh, for the public sector, big fiscal easing at the same time as big quantitative easing, something that we have seen in the United States on a small scale lately. What is crucial for investors? Well, we have to see what's going on, what will happen with the government, what will happen with the monetary, what might happen, and then find investments that whatever happens, we do very well, that we are protected in case of higher inflation, that we are protected in case the governments come in and... Uh, monetize the debt or something like that. So I always like to think whatever happens that I do well, let's see about what might happen. So the government might capitalize development bank banks. So building rails, building roads, building infrastructure, you already see it in Europe, building bridges that are completely not economical, <laughs> then the Chinese build it, but okay, that's a different story. The government spends, but the debt doesn't go up because it goes directly from the hands of the Fed without, it isn't a loan, it's direct printed money uh, because they receive it directly. Then big debt write-offs off, so the Fed simply writes off the government's debt and that is a very big bonus. So you might see debt to GDP ratios go down, everything looks well, simply written off with some losses in currencies. So stay away from currencies because it could get ugly there.
And that's usually the case. We'll see later in a historical example. Currencies are always sacrificed. On the private sector, incentivizing banks to lend, so banks might be incentivized to lend more. Households can be incentivized to borrow subsidized loans or guarantees. The help to buy program in uh, the UK and some other programs in other worlds. So nobody would hold cash if they put negative rates on cash, incentivized to spend people, direct cash transfers to households, universal basic income from printed money, uh, more money disappearing if not spent within a year. So there are a lot of policies that might sound strange now, but that could be implemented. Retirement accounts, education for small business, business investments, etc and then targeted at the specific groups. Further also helicopter money. So I would say stocks, businesses, also businesses that have leverage, but the key is you don't know if there is a recession and then the easing, monetary easing free comes. A lot of the businesses that are with big risks now might first go bankrupt and only then get the injections. So when it comes to investing, I would always focus on great businesses, great asset values. So if you can buy something at book value and there is inflation, there is monetary easing and that business still produces value to other people and is even incentivized by the government like uh, building roads or something like that, then you might do really, really well. Further also, if you have a loan with a fixed interest rate, then you might say, okay, if there is inflation, if currency de devaluation, if the assets explode even more, or I am helped to repay that loan or my debt gets written off. So you might start thinking about diversification so that whatever happens, you are good. So you might make yourself an all-weather investor, loan here, real asset here, stocks here, a business here, so that whatever happens, you are covered. Not a Ray Dalio investment portfolio, but just a portfolio that is all weather so that you can withstand whatever happens. We might discuss more portfolios like that, but given what's going on, if there is no monetary policy free, or if there is, if you have a great business, if you own a great business with great assets and you, you sell things to people that they will constantly use, you will do fine no matter what. And that's how we are going ahead with this channel, thinking about Dalio, but using Buffett, who says that no matter what happens in the economy, the dollar lost a lot of value since he started investing in the 1950s, but he did really, really good because he focused on the businesses and the best investments were made always within a crisis. 2009, 2001, 1990s, 1982, 1974, 5, etc. Just to conclude on some historical examples, the big debt write-off accompanied by money creation, so loan forgiveness in Iceland. You can read more about that on economicprinciples.org or how currencies are always debased. So just look at the Roman silver coins. So the weight of the denarius was 84 coins to the pound and around 98% silver. Later it became 96 coins with 93% silver only to go to 79% silver and then even higher 104 coins to the pound and 
6% silver. So whatever you do, if you want to be protected to whatever happens, I really think monetary policy free might happen tomorrow, might ha happen in 10 years. If you hold great assets, he said investments in infrastructure. Infrastructure means more copper, more building, more materials. Perhaps it will be energy chargers all around the world, which is infrastructure. So if you own a great asset, like a great copper mine, I don't think you can go wrong over the long term if the asset isn't leveraged, if it's a low cost asset. So here we come then, if you focus on the investment principles of investing in great businesses, you cannot do wrong. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.